We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting there. Super hyped about it. Okay. Colonization is one that way. Interesting. Welcome to another episode of Conversations on Our Way. It's the 30th of March, 2021. I'm Flo. I'm Sam. And today we're going to talk about the the very, very, I don't even know whether it's a rite of passage. I, in a sense, you could call it a rite of passage because I feel like in in your lifetime, everyone will eventually have to do some form of this. But we're going to be talking about networking. Before we, okay, before we go into networking, what mm. does rite of passage mean? Rite of passage is, um, it's like a, not so much like a life stage, but it's more so something that you do normally to get to the next stage. Uh, of life. That's the, uh, the quote, rite of passage, but you can say like, oh, in order for you to um, get to the next job or Mm-hmm. In order to fully integrate into a company or into a friend group, you have to do the rite of passage, which is mm. um, ritual. Okay. okay, makes sense. Do I agree that's a right, networking is a rite of passage? Uh, yeah. It's yeah, not I, necessary, I, but it, it feels like everyone ends up having to do it, whether they like it or not. The, Some well, degree. Yeah, also depends what you mean by networking, I guess. That's true. Because um, people get jobs from... Uh, knowing their dad's friend, good friend who happens to like be a CEO in some random company. So that someone else is doing the networking for you. (laughs) Oh, I guess. Yeah. So, but yes, networking, what we think about it, we like it. I know my stance on it. (laughs) Do you, do you like networking flow? Let's go straight into your one. You seem to have a pretty strong opinion about it. Let's, let's go, Sam. Uh, I think everyone who knows me knows I don't like networking. I feel dishonest when I quote-unquote network because it feels like you're after something instead of having a genuine uh, interaction with like a stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time I... Um, Go to a networking event. Um, there are two types of people, I think. Mm-hmm. The people who are there to get jobs. <laughs> so they scout out who to talk to before they even talk to you. So it's like um, most of the time, the people who are like in these people's eyes who are worth talking to are the older older people because all the people dressed a bit better, like in suits, because that's a, a you can assume that they have a, some some job like some lucrative job and you're after a job so you go talk to them the other type of people um well no i think there's just one type of type of people there in my opinion <laughs> there are definitely people who are there just to genuinely try to talk to people but they're very like in the minority in my Mm. opinion yeah so you could be part of the minority and just you know you gotta get out there and represent the minority it could be like um i think i'm in the minority but when i'm in the networking at a networking event i feel like i'm part not part of the minority i feel like because i don't like networking events and the fact that i'm there makes me feel like 
I'm there for a non, like for a selfish reason, right? Does that so make you sense? go in with an agenda of some sort. Yeah, I feel like I know I don't like networking, but I'm at a networking event. So what else could be the reason I'm there? I maybe I can like for your own benefit. Yeah, fluff up some. It, it's not so, like, I guess you're, you're thinking it so much about, like, why are you there? But at the same time, it's like you you'll end, always end up having to do things that you're not necessarily yeah. comfortable True. with. Like, for example, mm. it's like doing some sort of, like, medical examination. It's, like, it's uncomfortable. You don't like doing it, but you do it for the benefit of yourself and your health and types of things. Mm. Um, so in this case, what we're talking and referencing to and specifically is corporate marketing, career marketing, I mean, networking. Mm -hmm. um, apologies and so in the same sense you would be going out there with an intent not necessarily doing something you're comfortable with but mm -hmm. there's a goal in mind and which is to you know get a career get a job pay your bills survive <laughs> financially yeah so, I guess I don't yeah. like that yeah. I okay. don't like social interactions with an agenda <laughs> energy yeah fair enough so that means you have to kind of get out there and definitely push the whole um push your agenda then of having a genuine conversation mm -hmm. about real topics or genuinely wanting to or finding things that you genuinely want to know about a person but at the same time you're not going to be able to find these people until you start talking to them <sighs> gotta give them a chance sam <laughs> yeah 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 but i just don't like the. i just don't like because i've been to a lot of networking events really like, yeah during okay. uni yeah i've been to quite a quite a bit um, because um my old boss at this company i worked during uni he mm -hmm. like and i worked at a startup company right and i was we had three floors to our building and our third floor was dedicated to networking events we wow. We hosted networking events, invited people like to come in and talk, and we let people host their networking events there for free. So that's why it was a popular spot. Mm. And my boss, like, and we would hold, hold them, hold them like at six, six p.m. at night, six to seven, six to eight, whatever. And we would buy pizza for everybody. Wow. And yeah, pizza and drinks. So I was there for the pizza and drinks, of course. So <laughs> naturally. I had to talk to random people <laughs> and a lot of the time, maybe it's also because, um, the style of networking is like my, the company I worked for was like very focused on international students. So like that was the demographic of their business. So I like international students to come in, they want like, they, they look placements locally. Sorry, what? What were we saying? They're looking for um, yeah. places. Yeah, exactly. So that they can stay or continue mm -hmm. their studies, I presume. Yeah, exactly. So you would you would guess like their their agenda is very clear, clear cut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I didn't really have a good time. If you think of it on the on the flip side, it's like the event event's purpose mm -hmm. is two ways it's one for 
um, the people seeking something and then the pers- the other person who are looking for employees or candidates. So mm-hmm. it, the event is designed to bring these two parties together. Mm-hmm. So could it really be considered as like... Maybe, maybe I'm just pessimistic. <laughs> maybe I'm just pessimistic and maybe people are like... Like people who are, have established careers, they just want to share the experiences and actually help people, help the young. I generation. yeah, genuinely want to help other people. I don't see that as impossible. I mm-hmm. I think I want to help younger people when I get older. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just. <sighs> Would you have a networking event, but on the flip side, if you're looking for some, like, are you like sharing your experiences thus far? For example, if you're the company that you you work for, one of the future companies you work for, wanted you to go and represent the company at a networking session, would you mm-hmm. do it? Um, it depends on the event. Like, if this is like a grad thing. Mm-hmm. Like talk, go to a grad careers fair and talk to kids about mm-hmm. my experience in my company. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, I think I would. But mm-hmm. I had a friend recently do that, and she did not have good experience. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she had a some. I think some uni kids are just still a bit young, so <laughs> they said a lot of um. Real world, yes. <laughs> very politically, very incorrect things. And she told oh. me, I was like, what the? <laughs> I can't believe someone would say that to someone else. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but, but, but I, I'm, I'm, maybe that's just an outlier. I'm sure, I'm sure it would be fine if I did it. Mm. Would you? All right. So, I'll like talk about, stop talking about me. Obviously, I have painted the... The very um, clear stance that Sam has. <laughs> yeah, that I hate networking events. <laughs> How about you? What do you think of networking events? For me, well, firstly, from an experience point of view, I actually haven't been to many. I, I don't actually recall having specifically attended a networking meeting mm-hmm. intended for me to go and network and find a job. I've been I've attended friends events and things like that um Mm -hmm. that like people have run but honestly it's more so like you know friends introducing each other and things like that are like oh and that's how we kick off the conversation Mm -hmm. um so I've had a very different experience from you from perspective wise because i haven't gone in and experienced it i guess from a full-on perspective like you are on like regularly 6 p.m <laughs> having mm-hmm. so many events going on mm-hmm. um i the do i like networking i enjoy talking to people and i think if they are i mean who doesn't feel like they could enjoy a really, really interesting conversation, you know? I mean, anything that's... But to have an interesting conversation, both sides have to 
perceive it as interesting, right? True. Or you can have, they would also think that what they're saying is interesting. But yes, they do have to. Mm, I think there's also, there's a nuance to how it's, the conversation gets carried out as well. Mm -hmm. um, there has to be some sort of like common ground of sorts mm -hmm. and matching level of whether interest or intrigue. Mm -hmm. uh, whether that person is interested in your field and then that person is actually genuinely um, has a lot of experience about or passionate whether positive or negative about a certain field or topic mm -hmm. uh, and then and then it can go from there so I guess in my experiences thus far you also have to figure out how to get to the interesting parts or I guess in a sense, asking the right questions to get an interesting answer mm. to network effectively. But I think that's something that isn't really taught in university or younger years as well. Um, people don't really talk about, you know, what's, what's the best kinds of way to carry a conversation, hold yourself and, um, Mm. what questions specifically to ask and understanding you know the the social etiquette in a sense um but like you mentioned at the beginning in terms of appearances matter mm -hmm. so that's Definitely. also thing appearances and confidence and yeah appearance is a big thing um yeah. i've just i i've this experience with um a networking event so my boss the same company i was talking about just now mm -hmm. my boss he he loves networking events right and mm -hmm. he would um because the business was targeted towards international students mm -hmm. um we had a lot of connections to uni clubs and they mm -hmm. would because my my boss he my boss he was a very um charismatic guy and he he was great at presentations he was very funny um so like the uni clubs love having him as a guest and this one time this he was a guest i just came along because we came from work mm -hmm. and the uni club students they were just they what? just thought i yeah they just thought i was just another attendee um just another attendee and he just happened to come in with the the guy the guest and he they fully they were the organizers of the event they fully ignored me at the start then at, after my boss gave a talk he, which he shout, shouted me out oh this guy over here sam he like look at him i hired him from a networking event blah 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 blah, blah. Now, then everyone looked at me oh okay oh this guy is worth talking to now and after he, my 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 boss finished his talk the people who couldn't get to talk to him after his talk, they came naturally came to me. Like, oh, what was your your name again? So, haha, now you want to talk to me. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, like, oh, this guy has a job. Maybe I should talk to him and figure out how he got a job. Mm. And maybe I, I can use that same technique to get myself a job, you know? So I have many experiences like that, so. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I think definitely charisma and confidence plays a huge factor in terms yeah. of attracting people to wanting to talk to you as well. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, 
you're more likely to be comfortable asking someone questions who looks like they're going to be wanting to share. Mm-hmm. And those tend to be the people who are a bit more charismatic, confident, and loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see why, in a sense, for people who have like very natural charisma and filling up their presence in a room, nat- people will just, in a sense, gravitate towards them. Mm-hmm. I guess, and especially for a networking sense. Um, but yes, I, I mean, like. I thought I was charismatic. <laughs> your own way. <laughs> but I, but from a. People are going to networking events with a goal in mind. So mm-hmm. you can't really blame them for the fact that, you know, they will only go for people who they perceive as either having a job having a job career or something that they want out of them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's a, it's an inefficient method, really. If you go to a networking event and you talk to the, um, a person like from a scale one to 10 in terms of risk profile, how likely are they going to have information that's useful to me versus not? Mm-hmm. And there's only so much time in an hour that the event lasts and how many people you can actually talk to. So they hedge their, they um, place their bets on the, the ones who look like all yeah. the information that they have, which includes appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 People got to play the game. I understand. So maybe you should like put on a suit. And <laughs> but I also don't want to be that guy, you know, but this, <laughs> this guy came in a suit. God dang. You know, I mean, who cares? (laughs) But yeah, um, why haven't you been to a lot of networking? Do you just not think about them, or Um, because if I were to guess, I would guess that you've been to quite a few. Do they just not interest you, or never needed to? I probably needed to more so. networking event specifically like one to have a title of a networking event i mean i've been to company presentation events before Mm -hmm. things like that um specific company ones but not necessarily like an industry networking event of any kind or Mm -hmm. field networking event of any kind and most like I said, the most of the events that I've been to previously are ones that either friends have hosted um, mm-hmm. for their roles or their passions or their societies or uh, their work, and then I go to support them. Mm. For me, it's l- I don't think that I would be that uncomfortable going into a networking a session like on my own, but it's definitely a lot more comfortable knowing the people who are running yeah. it. <laughs> I think it's also bet- better to have a reason that you're there, not like other than like other than wanting to get a job, like attending just for attending. I think it's good to have a reason, like a person you're there supporting, like, like you said. I think it's better because I've been to like a pure networking event. It's labeled as a networking event. It's like it's in Melbourne. Um, it was like Melbourne's weekly networking event or something. I just went just because, just to see what's 
what's going on. And the people there are the ones that uh, I described. They're there for, like, they have a, a strict agenda. They want to get a job or um, or some other reason. I was there, yeah. when I was there, um, I was talking to this guy and he found a, quite a liking to me and he introduced me to his, I think, pyramid scheme. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the people that would be, that would be there. So I was like half an hour in and I was, I was like, okay, I got to go to the toilet. I'm at, and I just left. So like yeah, you went on a bad date. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, it's good to have, like, like you said, a reason to be there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fair enough. You remember the networking event in Singapore? Were you there? Refresh my memory. <laughs> when we were in Singapore, we took all the like the participants to a networking event. Not sure if you went. You were there. Maybe you weren't. No, I might have been doing. I might have been in class. Ah, uh, because it was at night. I remember it was at night oh. after our normal activities, and um, the presentation was from this small business in Singapore. These two, I think, female lawyers. They're either no. lawyers or consultants, and they started their own like um, jewelry jewelry business. They quit their jobs and just dove in that full time. Any nope. memory of that? Nope. Okay, nope. you want there. Okay. I was that busy was... running onto the other side of the island making yeah, my clothes. <laughs> probably, probably, probably. But yeah, um, I thought that was a good networking event, but I was there because I needed to to bring other people there. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm here just to do things, but I genuinely enjoyed it. So what was different about that networking event? Maybe I didn't feel like I had an ob obligation to be there. Because with all the um, networking events with that my old company um, organized, I felt like I had to be there because my, my boss was like really adamant on like, oh, networking is really important, which which I can't disagree. Um, and because I was at work, he said, you, you, I, better be, I better see you tonight. Uh, we have free pizza and free drinks. I'm like, okay. My intentions, the drinks and the pizza. And I knew like the people, like some of my workmates are going to be there. So I stayed. Naturally, I would talk to some random people as well. But yeah. Anyways, all right, enough of me rambling about my bad networking stories. Um, I don't, yeah, so going back to my answer, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever really felt the need for it in the end. Uh -huh. uh, if I needed a job, well, I've always really almost had a job all the time, um, mm -hmm. so I legally could, so... In the sense that I went through the normal processes of, you know, getting in touch with recruiters or when I met recruiters and things like that and then kind of going through the process with them in getting interviews and things like that. 
So, yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't be against it, but it would have to also be like, I would only go to a networking event with an interesting, I guess it depends on the layout of it, but it would have to be of interest. The, the topic needs to be of interest. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that there's a presentation involved of some sort or industry analysis of some sort. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, it's just a different source of information in a sense. Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you think of um? Because of COVID, we mm-hmm. a lot of things moved online. What do you think of virtual networking events? Have you been to any of them? Virtual networking events. So. I don't know where the definition really lies because, um, like, for example, um, one of our close friends, Lily, she hosts hosts new campuses, um, women's breakfast meetings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I attend those not just to support, mainly to support Lily, of course, mm-hmm. but as well she does pull together an interesting spread of people, topics, and the, the format of that, I think, is quite nice in terms of there's an industry speaker of um, usually who has had a very interesting career, whether they've worked at certain companies um, that are quite either popular or, I guess, hot in the market right now. Mm-hmm. And they dive into their field of expertise, not necessarily just the industry itself, but like a particular like subtopic of it. and. Mm-hmm kind of get more into the nitty-gritty of the problems or the experiences and their reflections as well. So it's a lot more of a personal account and their perspective and I guess mm-hmm. their their professional opinion, personal opinion on like the future of it as well, which way it's moving forward. Um, and then it's structured to the point where we would have a – hypothetical situation or not so much like case study but just like a question and then we would break into like separate groups or break rooms because zoom has that feature oh is it zoom or it might be another meetup or something like that yes and then we would come back with um like you know collaborate on an answer and then come back and Ah, interesting so Um, it's like kind of interact try to make interactive yeah I think it's interactive. And then there's also a, a, obviously a section for Q&A or depending on how the presenter wants to run it, some prefer to do um, do bigger Q&A so they can talk about specific situations and context of the um, people attending. And mind you as well, these classes or these breakfast meetings are probably much smaller in numbers in terms of how how many people get on the call. So it's like not... You know, you're talking to 100 people and 100 people are shooting Q&A questions. It's usually, I guess, 20 or less type thing. So it's a bit more intimate. You get better mm-hmm. quality of answer and you can be quite specific to, you know, your context and your background. Mm-hmm. So every single time at the beginning, they do ask you to ask everyone to drop in, you know, their name, their background, um, a little bit about themselves in terms of probably more so from a career perspective. Mm-hmm. And like what part of the globe you're from and things like that um and what you want to get out of this meeting straight up they they ask you to kind of write that or what would you like to ask specifically mm. 
Um, and I find that also the quality of fellow participants influence the experience as well. Yeah, given of course. that it, there's a collaborative um, component mm-hmm. in the meeting, you want to make sure that you are working with people who are, you know, as well contributing, but also interested in the topics or have an opinion and are able to voice that opinion, but also work collaboratively in a very short period of time, period of time where you've met this person in like 20 minutes and you've just shared the same meeting room pretty much. Mm. So it's kind of like a quick hour case study done in and out. Mm. In a, but at the same time, I also haven't really done case studies. So I didn't do any of that in uni. <laughs> I didn't do any of the case comps or anything. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I was just about to say I did one, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so that's if that can be counted as a networking event. I think it does. Yeah. Then I've been a, 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 that kind of virtual networking event. But like I said, it, it to me it, it's bucketed with the fact that I went to the event and I'm encouraged to go to the event because my friend organizes it. Yeah. The more we talk about network events, the more more I feel like I'm just very pessimistic about people's um, intentions and. But I the, think it's and the, the more... type of events and how they're run. I think become mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. The fact that I've had interactive versions of networking events, I think, does make uh, quite a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, like I said, it's the quality of speakers, presenters, and participants. Mm. It just so happens I've had a good run, given that Lily kind of filters all of it out for me. <laughs> yeah, true. Because I've, yeah, I've been to, I've organized networking events before as well. And thinking back to those, those went okay. I think I, those went okay. I think it's just like when you, when you give me the word, the, the phrase networking event, I just think of all the bad times, the <laughs> bad little moments I had. And that just, the awkward, like, because a lot of the time it's, I'm not very extroverted. So when I'm at a networking event, I, of course, I try to talk to people I already know, but there are always times where I can't do that and I need to find someone to talk to. And my my go-to phrase is just like, find the the person that's quite looks quiet as well and i just say you look shy you look you look like you need someone to talk to how, how you doing what do you do let's collaborate <laughs> let's co- we have a mutual interest and let's solve this problem <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect that's a perfect icebreaker yeah uh, but see that's also the good thing that if you're able to go up and find someone to talk to because i mm. think not everyone can do that or has the care to do that. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah. That's, um, so virtual event, I mean, th- those are the virtual events that I've been to that I count as virtual mm. networking events. Yeah. And to me, that it becomes just like a interesting conversation. But also, mind you, all the topics that they do cover – are very um, they're interesting topics, mainly about tech, 
mainly mm. about innovation. Mm. Um, their interest, culture as well, employee culture, careers, mm. um, how people. Well, it's a it's also a women's event as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think those can men are, attend? I think men can attend, but there's there's a lunch session that also men can attend. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of related to uh, virtual net- networking events, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. It's because like it's kind of virtual, like the the professional Facebook or yes. What do you think of LinkedIn? I think LinkedIn is exactly what it is. It's a it's a net online networking platform that's emulating kind of a social platform, but specifically for a professional career, mm-hmm. right? Corporate mainly. Um, there's two sides to it. There's the you as a user trying to build your profile and having an online resume. It's a go-to place to have an online resume pretty much Um, and where you can get exposure from the LinkedIn algorithm in terms of matching your profile with um, recruiters. And then the flip side is that, you know, it's also a good place to to hire from a pool Mm -hmm. of people who have the explicit intent of, you know, building a career. Because people who have an interested interest into having a corporate career will be on LinkedIn. Mm. Whether you like it or not. And yep. And because Whether it's also, you like it or not, yep. That's that's the key thing. It's so. <laughs> and because it's the only I think it's the only professional platform out there as well. I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if they're they're competitive like platforms it's, trying to compete, yeah. but they're not very successful. Mm, I think like LinkedIn's definitely the biggest or the yep. most successful that mm-hmm. I've heard anyway. Um and um, what do I think about LinkedIn? Your experience on LinkedIn? Yeah, what do you think of the platform itself? Is on LinkedIn as okay, as a platform I think it's great because you know, you mm-hmm. obviously have um people who are invested into their careers or corporate careers and things like that. So you kind of know who you're talking to. Um, or it's a bit more filtered. Mm-hmm. And the functionalities of, you know, being able to see what people post, that itself is information. That's mm-hmm. like free information, really. If you want to know someone's interests, mm-hmm. you literally go to their LinkedIn profile and start reading down of the, all their previous posts. And you can kind of start shaping what they're investing in. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not so much what they're interested in, but at least what they want to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, but also getting to know who works where in your network, and then also that whole uh, tree branch and web effect of how you know people and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's quite handy. Like for example, if there's a particular company you want to work for, you look it up, and then you notice that like, oh, you have a friend of a friend who works there or like you have a friend who recently worked there or used to work there then you're able to go to that person and be like hey can I have more information on this like what was your experience like and things like that whereas sometimes it doesn't actually come up in a conversation do you get what I mean it's like for example um it's like someone having on like previous hobbies or experiences it's like You'd have no clue unless it was 
listed. And it just so happens from a career perspective, people, if they treat it like an online resume and they put on, down their entire work history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's a good tool to have. And if you can leverage it, that's great as well. Um, from a business perspective, it's also good because um, people are invested into their careers. So they also want to know that their company is presented well on LinkedIn. Mm. So from a professional standpoint, especially business, enterpr- um, yeah, corporate enterprise businesses and things like that, it's a very handy tool. Um, in terms of a personal experience, you mean like reaching out to strangers Anything. or second or third networks? Anything. Anything. Either one. I've had, I think I've had a pretty all right experience, to be honest. A pretty good one, I'd say. Mind mm-hmm. you, I haven't done too, too, too much. But the way that I have interacted with people I need either information from or wanting to know or getting to know, mm-hmm. um, obviously there's hit and misses. Like there's some people who yeah, never yeah. reply to you. But at the same time, it's that's just the nature of things. It's not just online. It's the same thing in person. If there's going to be people who respond to you and there's people who's not going to respond. So I'm a bit indifferent about it. Um, Definitely crafting the right LinkedIn message is important. And like, that's all the stuff that we ran at Ozturn as well in terms of like the LinkedIn workshops, how to reach out to people or how to have a higher engagement on something, mm-hmm. or build your network. And Positive stories. I've recently actually had one. Really? So, yeah, on the, the people who are on LinkedIn a lot, they will probably know, but there are certain users, you can call them like super users or and like a better word, influencers, the people who push out a yep. lot of repost content or like, you know, interesting, innovative videos and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them w- was posted about someone who built a uh, an, an AI nose. Yeah, an artificially intelligent, yeah, AI nose. They, they built the sensor and they also use a mold of, um, there's a famous statue in the shape of a nose. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can't even bring it up right now. Um, but uh, I don't even. I want to even. I want to find. Want to find it now. But basically, it was posted out, and uh, so the front is the sensor, and then the back is a screen that basically, on a scale of on a percentage level. How sure is this machine sure that this is smelling coffee or this is smelling um interesting uh, things like that and so the post was really about him building it, and he built it actually during covid for his sourdough starter because apparently there's a smell to it, and apparently there's a timing to it, and i'm not I, I have no experience in building in making sourdough, but there's interesting. A t- that's there's, really cool. Yeah, and there's a there's a timing to how maybe the sourdough gives off a particular smell. Um, yeah, yeah, most likely. The creator, his name is Benjamin. 
he's French. Benjamin Cabe, I'm going to say. C-A-B with an E with an accent. Um, but yeah, he he's a principal program manager at Microsoft Azure, um, Internet of Things in France. Mm-hmm. And so his video of this was shared on, you know, one of those influencers uh, feeds, you could say. And obviously they tag him as like the creator. And so I just went straight to the his profile and I just said like, you know, hi, and I came across your profile about the artificial nose and found it very fascinating. Um, and just started asking him like, what led you to building it and what do you want to achieve with it? And that's how I kicked started the conversation with him. And he was very like, you know, forthcoming in terms of, like sharing his experience. It also helps that you're a girl, hey. That <laughs> Of course, it's like not... Um, it's very easy for me to assume that, but I think saying that that's not a factor would would not be completely correct as well. But yeah, continue, sorry. <laughs> Whether or not that's a factor or not. But I think, I mean, just from uh, the conversation and I think as well how much that video is being shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was him and it was being shared like thousands and thousands of times on like random people's profiles and you're getting tagged in, oh, you'd be flattered in a sense. And so basically he said that like the, the origin of the nose was about a year ago early in the pandemic. He wanted to build an AI powered device that will be able to learn when his sourdough starter was optimal and and would yield the perfect bread and perfect results based on an olfactory fingerprint. And so, and then talking about the applications and things like that. So we had a great conversation. About, That's actually so cool. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was very pleasant. And he's also like, you'll, you'll, there'll be an article soon in, I make magazine in a, I think a month's time. And it's basically him writing up, I think a page or two and how he built it and how you can build it as well. Because it's from a beginner. Cause he did it as a beginner. Mm. So, and I was very interested in that because I've, in terms of the field of machine learning and AI, heard a lot about it, lots of buzzwords and things like that, but I don't actually know too much about it itself. Mm-hmm. And the concept of it, but actually the um, practicality of it, mm-hmm. not too much. Understand the concept, but not the pra- practicality of actually building one. Mm-hmm. So um, the fact that he was going, he's writing up a piece that, you know, any beginner would be able to start and replicate the same process, I thought was really interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to that coming up publicly and potentially like, Maybe I can build my own artificial nose. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I think if I can, I probably will. Because I think I was also genuinely interested in it because I'm a person with a very sensitive nose. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to be able to also do that same experiment here. Like, obviously, over in France, you've got, um, you know, smelly cheeses and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see what the, the, um, the, the, the AI could learn the, to differentiate between different smelly cheeses and things like that. 
Um, one of the questions I actually asked him was like, have you got it to try smelling what durian tastes like, it smells like? What do you say? But it's not available in France, so. Uh, are you still uh, talking to him? Um, uh, well, we had a lot. When I messaged him last, that was, I think, on last weekend when we were talking about the post. But oh. I've been slammed since, so. Okay. Because uh, I'm curious to know what hardware he's using to actually sense the taste of things, you know? Uh, sm- the sense, the scent of things, you mean? Like this, like, you know how light sensors are, they detect light, right? Oh, so you and... mean like, what? Oh, he's, um, picking up molecules? <laughs> yeah, but what hardware you detects molecules and can actually sense their, like, taste? Bruh, I do not know enough, so I'm not exactly. going to and to know enough, but I, I think I'll definitely link you the article when it comes out. Okay, please link me and I'll try to talk to because I'm genuinely intrigued. Like, what? I'll introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you know it in person. Well, I mean, hey, my friend is yeah. also in this. Here you go. Yeah, but and yeah, then, um, Genuine conversation and genuine interest makes yeah. the conversation go so much further. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't really me like trying to get a job out of him or yeah. like anything remotely about. I think anything really professional was purely from an interest point of view, mm. which is also probably why it was felt so much easier. And I prefer having those kinds of conversations. Um, like you said, you know, whether it's the minority or the people actually wanting to have genuine conversations. Um, but yeah, so that was actually, yeah, one of the more recent positive experiences on LinkedIn. You know what? This, this, this conversation has taught me one thing. What? I think I need to be stopped being so pessimistic about LinkedIn and networking and actually see that like try to be optimistic and see instead of assuming people have bad intentions start with the assumption of people having good intentions that's a good good practice to have yeah Um, one clear distinction though i have to make is that i use linkedin to talk to people about their not necessarily work things so interesting topics that they're either passionate about or they talk about or they post about. Mm. And that's more interesting to me or more what I want to find out and things like that. Mm. Other than, hey, can you help me get a job? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've also found that I use LinkedIn more when actually I'm not looking for a job in a sense. Yeah. Because I like reading about all the innovative things that people are doing or what's happening around the world, um, people's perspectives, because they all, they, they all get shared on LinkedIn, really. Because mm-hmm. like every company can have their own website, but you have to know the company or be interested in going to the website very frequently, whereas LinkedIn people are posting updates and things like that and a lot more current or up to date 
Fair. Mm, mm. Like all my Spotify news I get from LinkedIn. All the updates and all the things that are happening with the market. But that's also because I have a vested interest in Spotify. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just seeing how the team's doing and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's the approach I take. So, if you can adopt the same approach, I think you'll have a much better time. <laughs> yeah, because I deleted a LinkedIn on from my phone maybe last year of the, or more, way more than a year now, probably, because I thought LinkedIn, like, you know, the meme about LinkedIn where, um, people post about their, their stories or like, I, I had an interview, but, uh, there was this person who fell, fell on the street. So I knew I was going to be late. So I decided to help them anyways. And somehow that turned into a, like a job, you know, those type, those type of posts, they're just so ridiculous that they can't be true. Maybe they are true. I like I stand corrected, but it's just everybody's trying try, trying to like make a post out of like nothing, you know. So that was my um, impression of LinkedIn. People just going there, just trying to get trying to get jobs or HR, just trying to look for, look for people. But yeah, you can I take. Yeah. If you're taking it also from an optimistic lens, you could also see it as people who understand that climb the corporate ladder may be difficult and to kind of help humanize certain aspects of it, they will end up posting more or sharing more of the experience. Mm. But in the end, it'll always reach the person who actually wants to hear it. The yeah. People who don't want to hear it will ignore it or they'll just continue sc scrolling through. But for the odd person that, you know, it's actually helpful to or brings hope to, it's worth it for them. Mm. Mm. Okay. It's like you sharing okay. your experience. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm not, yes, I know, each to their own and everything. But yeah, I think, I think I'm, def I'm definitely in the wrong to, to assume the mm. worst than in people instead of the opposite so i think it's good to be realistic um but i think it's always better to have a bit more of an open mind about it mm. you don't have to be technically a, a huge optimist about it but definitely be open-minded and yeah i've definitely turned the generalization in a sense because there, there, i'm sure there are people out there who are trying very hard to bring together like folks you know like lily mm. Bring, genuinely bring people together, um, talking about interesting things and bringing interesting people together. Mm. Agree. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a good point to leave off this. Leave off? Get off this, <laughs> this episode? End off. End off, yes. Thank you for the, the appropriate word, phrase. <laughs> I can't speak anymore, I think. Maybe I'm too tired. <laughs> Not a problem. But yeah, um, thanks everyone for listening. Yes, again to our thirtieth episode of uh, Conversations on Our Wake. Um, wow, thirty! Mm -hmm. Big three zero. Mm -hmm. We oh, twenty two more to a year. That's that's our goal. Oh, 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. But wow, we've already hit 30 and it's already the end of March. Where is time going? I know. I just realized today was the end. Like, well, technically tomorrow is the end of March, right? Yeah, 31st. But I just realized we're end of March 2021 already. And that's a quarter. That's a quarter of the year. Yeah. That's a legit quarter of the year. Time flies too fast. Financial quarter is gone. Yep, time flies too fast. It's getting not getting scary. It is scary. Uh, yep. Just why? That's why you just gotta execute everything as soon as fast as possible. Because <laughs> time will slip by and everything. Yep, the fear of past time. The fear <laughs> of not doing enough. That's, yeah, I guess that's for another episode. But yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. I think we'll leave it off there. Thanks everyone for listening. We hope that you've been enlightened about the our experiences on that. You've been you've heard both sides, the pros and the cons. Um and, different and I lost. <laughs> not necessarily lost, but maybe enlightened. <laughs> yeah. I've I conceded. So if anyone does need to go out and do networking, definitely have the right, I guess you can call it mindset towards mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. in the end, if you have the more open-ended headspace for it, then you'll have a better time. You're more likely to have a better time, mm-hmm. but do not guarantee you'll have a great time every time. That is the real, just the real slice of life, man. Wow. <laughs> so, wise. Of so wise, Flo. Gotta make the best of it. Come on. All right, all right, all right. We'll we'll end it there. Thanks, guys. All right. See ya. See you. Bye.